Welcome back to this week's episode of the Rive Your Life podcast. As always, we have a word from the word and a main segment in which Ryan and I will be talking about our letter to this generation. Just some advice, wisdom, and encouragement from God's word to this generation. You don't want to miss it. And also, as promised, we have a very special announcement that we're sharing with you all today about some new partnerships and things we've been working on behind the scenes here at Rive Your Life Ministry. So with that being said, go ahead, buckle up, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode here on the Rive Your Life podcast. Let's go. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Rive Your Life podcast. Thank you all so much for taking time out of your day, your week, or whenever you're listening to this. Just thank you for listening to this. Um, it's just encouraging to hear responses from the episodes and just uh, get feedback from you all. It's truly one of the things that keeps motivating us to do what we're doing. And I'm going to be honest, it gets very discouraging sometimes and uh, just life in general can be very discouraging and very um, downing. But uh, with the help of the Lord and just the encouragement of others, it, it keeps driving us here at Rife Your Life Ministries. So thank you so much for that. And I'm looking forward to what God has in store with Rife Your Life Ministries and the days, weeks, months ahead and all that good stuff. But uh, we'll be talking about what God is currently doing with Rive Your Life Ministries during our special announcement that we're making today at the close of this episode. But uh, for now, we've got a great main segment for you today, and uh, we'll tie that in with our, or our word from the word will actually tie in with the main segment for this week, and we'll get into that in just a moment. But um, we just thank God and give him the praise and glory and honor he is due for all that he is doing uh, through Right of Your Life Ministries, and it's nothing that we could do, but it's what God can do. So we're thankful for that. But like I said, I don't want to uh, belabor the point here and um, beat around the bushes, but today, Ryan and I, in the main segment, will be talking about our letter to this generation, some advice, tips, encouragement, wisdom from God's Word on some things that are just taking place in our culture. Um, but we just want this episode to be an encouragement, help, and blessing to you. And, um, yeah, we wouldn't be where we are today without the love, support, wisdom, guidance, and instruction from those who've gone before us. And uh, both those who are still on this earth and those who are in glory in heaven. Uh, but uh, we all need that bit of advice, especially from God's word. Uh, we can say all we want to say about things uh, in this life, but ultimately what matters is what God has to say. And uh, we can look straight into his word as to what um, he wants us to know for this time and age. And I truly believe, and I hope you all will attest to this as well, but um, God's word is timeless. 
I believe that fell my heart. It's not just something that was intended for thousands of years ago or just a certain period of time. It is from generation to generation and his word will never fail. His never, his word will never perish. It is alive and working in all of our hearts um, today. And there are fads that come and go over time, trends that come and go, but God's word will stand the test of time. When thinking about this segment this week, one verse that came to mind that I would like to use for this week's word from the word is from 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verse 16. It says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, and righteousness. And even in verse 17 says, That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And what that's saying there is, all scripture is breathed by God. Every word, every jot and tittle, every bit of scripture is inspired and spoken and breathed by God for us today. And as I was saying just a moment ago, um, God's word is not for a certain period of time. It's for all of time. And we see here that all scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, knowing what we believe and why we believe it, for a proof and cor- for correction to help prove what God um, is saying for us and to prove that his word will stand the test of time. And then correction to help get us on the straight and narrow and get us on the right path that we need to be. And then for instruction, how to live our lives and the way we should live our lives so it's pleasing to God and righteousness, um, as it says there. And then that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly first unto all good works. And it's obvious that none of us are perfect. None of us will ever be perfect until we get to heaven someday. Jesus Christ was the only person that lived on this earth that was perfect. But what it's talking about is that we could be found blameless in the sight of God. So that there's no questions that arise and that we could be found blameless before others as well. And um, so that when they see us, they see Jesus Christ in our lives and working through our lives. So um, we're going to go ahead and segue into this week's uh, main segment, which ties into that thought that all scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction, and righteousness. So let's head on into the virtual studio and talk about our letter to this generation. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's main segment here on the Ride for Life podcast. Uh, this week, it's just Ryan and I in the studio, and uh, we just have a little topic that we thought would be very beneficial and very uh, very much needed for our culture today, and it's on the topic of uh, a letter to our generation, and a letter to this generation just um, giving you some advice and some, I guess, nuggets of knowledge or whatever you want to call it. Uh, just some things we know from God's word and just life experience that we just want to share with you. And we'll also share some advice from others that have submitted um, their advice in this week as part of our question of the week. But 
Uh, I think what we'll do is Ryan and I will just go back and forth. It's just some advice that we have and uh, just talk about it a little bit. But uh, we'll just see where the Lord leads with this episode and uh, just go from there and hope it's a blessing to you all. So um, to get things started with this topic in this episode or main segment, uh, this idea and thought came from a post I saw on Instagram entitled A Letter to This Generation or This Next Generation. And it was posted by the Keffer twins who, if you've been to King's Island the past few years, know that they were the two twin boys that did Off the Rails. And they're some really solid guys in their faith and just um, hopefully we can have them on someday to talk about faith and um, scootering and everything that they do. Um, but this is what that uh, post said from them. A letter, a letter to the next generation. You are not the leaders of tomorrow. You are the leaders of today. Remember, your worth does not uh, decrease because of someone's uh, inability to see your value. Your worth is in who God says you are. He says you are loved, called, and chosen. Dream big, work hard. And don't be afraid to start small. Never underestimate your potential to make a difference. Your empathy is a strength, so keep asking the questions that matter. Lead by example, showing humility, integrity, and resilience in all that you do. And it's not in your own power, but it's the Holy Spirit at work in you. I pray you continue to seek Jesus with passion that you never lose sight of the importance of having a relationship with him. I pray you continue to be a light in a dark world. Never stop sharing the love of Christ. And like I said, that's just the inspiration and spark for this week's episode. And what we'll do is we'll go ahead and we'll get started here by sharing some advice. And for me, the most important advice and uh, information this generation needs to know is simply Christ. And uh, my first bit of advice is know God and no life. And uh, when you know God, you know life. And if you don't have Christ and you do not know God, you do not have life. Um, John 3.16, a very popular verse says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And life begins with God. Life begins with God and life ends with God. And having him as your personal Lord and Savior is probably the best it is the most important and best decision you will ever make. So knowing him as your personal Lord and Savior is my best advice and first advice for today. And then also in John 14, 6 says, And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So for this generation, they need to know that there is life in Jesus Christ, life eternal beyond this life here on earth. So, um, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I plead with you today that you'd get to know him and begin that personal relationship with him today. It is the best decision you'll ever make. So, Ryan, uh, what is some advice you'd like to share next? Well, I've been, in my life, I've been bouncing a lot of thoughts around of you're going to have to learn how to love other people just as Jesus did, because God went through, obviously, a lot to love you. He took, he became a man and willingly took on the cross. That way he could forgive you of the sins that you committed, and 
he took the punishment for what you did. And that's even to me a Christian for seven years now, still something that's just unfathomable unfathomable sometimes. That's an annoying word to say sometimes. Wow, that's a sentence. But anyway, going forward, it's it can be stressful sometimes when you think about your you know, maybe where you're at in your own life, you might not be exactly where you want to be spiritually or uh, maybe even in the world just trying to work a job. Maybe you tried what I did, which was going after a business and things just didn't work out the way you wanted it to. Or, you know, maybe you find yourself drifted, not reading the Bible as much as you were, not doing outreach as much as you were. Or just being out of church for a while. And all those things are things I've been through recently. And I'm not going to go super in-depth because I talked about that a few episodes ago. But those are all things that can be fixed. And that's the one thing I think could be my greatest advice right now is that uh, there's nothing unfixable that Jesus can't handle. And the enemy likes to portray that that is not the case and that you are unfixable. And that's just not the case. Um, also when you're trying to fix issues like that, just take baby steps. Don't try and overwork yourself. Don't try and overwhelm yourself. Just, you know, instead of trying to read, you know, one whole chapter of the Bible a day, maybe you just need to read, read one passage a day or, you know, instead of trying to, this sounds horrible, but sometimes the biggest thing is to learn to pray for yourself before you try and remember a thousand other people on your prayer list, which again, hear me out. I know that sounds terrible, but you're never going to be able to pray for other people if you can't learn to pray for yourself. And I think the other thing is just to keep people who hold you accountable in check. And don't lose that, because when you try and do things on your own, things always go wrong. And I wish I would have, in the last few months, kept people to hold me accountable in a lot of different areas of my life. So, yeah, I would just say, right now, accountability, remembering the grace of God in all things. Keep working hard, but don't work yourself too hard. Don't give up when things get hard. And... Just remember the love of Jesus. That way you can portray it on other people. That's good. Good thoughts to remember. And some good advice there with um, just understanding true love, the love of Jesus Christ and uh, what he did for you on the cross. So that's good. Um, my next one for you guys is uh, tests are good and uh, are used to grow us. So the Bible talks about trials and tests and things in our life and um, God uses those for our good. And uh, if you are going through life right now and thinking, well, I've had a smooth ride. it's It's been sunshine and roses. Just get ready. <laughs> uh, the tests and trials are coming. And um, God's going to use those to perfect us as believers. And um, ultimately, if we don't know him, uh, to bring us closer to him and to get to know him. Uh, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 1.7, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be, be found uh, unto praise and to honor and the glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ. And also in James 1, 
this talks here about um, counting joy when we fall into um, temptations. It tells us in James 1, verse, starting in verse 2, uh, My brethren, count on all joy that you fall into uh, diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be able to be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and unbridleth not, uh, that should be given him. And it continues to go on about, um, just expect trials. Um, they're going to come out of the blue, and uh, just be prepared to trust God, even in those, because, uh, like it said, the trying of our faith it works patience, and uh, just tests our faith to see if uh, we're faithful to God, even in the midst of our trials in life. And um, if you look at Psalm 23, and I know Kate mentioned that last week in the uh, interview we did with her, uh, God's rod and his staff, his His rod of correction, but his staff to bring us along when we are far from him. Uh, so this bit of advice, just remember, uh, any trial or test in our life that we may experience is for our good and for the Lord to grow us and to make us um, better with him. So um, that's my second bit of advice there. And I'll pass it over to Ryan. Yeah, trials are something sometimes God calls you to them and things are going to backfire on you. And you might be wondering like, Hey God, uh, I thought you called me to do this and step out in faith. And when I stepped out in faith, things didn't work. And that's scary. And I guess I can't elaborate on that more because, uh, and the one episode I was referring to a few minutes ago, I never really went too deep into the photo business attempt, which I guess I could open up more here about. Um, so when I tried to start that photo business, I was getting a lot of inquiries from uh, a lot of concerts. And if you don't know, concerts do not pay well. It doesn't mean you don't have to do them. It just means you're not going to get anything from them. However, I thought that just because I was getting my name out there and getting a lot of inquiries left and right, that meant surely that in the next instant, I would be making money and being able to do professional jobs. And in doing so, um, I learned pretty quickly that there's two different markets. The people that are uh, don't pay and the people that do pay. And I messed up. And I confused the two for one market, and I left my job hoping that my photo business would take off, and that was a miserable failure. Um, now, that's not saying to anyone that if things don't work out, don't give up on it, because obviously I'm still swinging. I love photography, and that's not the end of my road. But I you know, took that leap of faith, and it didn't work out. And it was hard to trust God in that process because it was like, oh, great, now I'm in a heap. Do I go back to my previous job? Do I go look for something else? Do I just stick with this? Um, I'm sure a lot of people have been in situations like that. And if it's not job specifically, it's something. God called you to it. It didn't work out the way you thought it would. And it's just an interesting thing. But I will tell you that 
uh, every time that has happened to me in my life where I thought God was calling me to something and it ended up not being what he was calling me to after all, he led you there for a reason. Now, what that reason is, I don't know. Maybe you had to meet someone to make a connection like I did with some people in college, even though that, uh, for those of you that don't know, I am a college dropout. Uh, that didn't work out. Or it could be a job where you only work there for a few months, but you meet the right people and plant the right seeds. So just don't forget that wherever you're at in life, it's for a purpose. God's got a plan for you to escape whatever situation you are in, whether it be sin or uh, a job struggle like I had. And uh, praise the Lord, I'll just say this. I am back at my previous job, and I'm actually making more than I did before because of overtime opportunities. So uh, God's always got your back. And I think that's about all I got for trials. That's the best example I've got. And those are good examples, too, knowing uh, God puts us in certain situations to grow us. And we may not understand why we're in a situation, but he has a purpose and plan for that. So um, good life application there. Uh, now the next bit of advice. I don't have any specific verses uh, because the Bible's full of examples for this one. But this one is, it's okay to stand alone. And in a culture where uh, being a Christian isn't the coolest thing or the most sought after thing. But if you are a Christian, stand up for what's right. Stand up for what the word of God says. Stand up when people are sitting and kneeling. Uh, stand up for what is right. And um, one of the stories in the Bible, one of the accounts actually, that comes to mind is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and even Daniel. Um, in the book of Daniel, I highly recommend reading it if... Um, you're looking for something to read in God's word. But with the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to start off, uh, there was a decree that uh, everybody in the town, had, to, or everybody in Babylon, had to come to King Nebuchadnezzar's statue at one part of the day. And when he would blow the trumpets and make all this music, everybody had to bow down to this idol. But um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had a relationship with God. And they knew we can't bow down to any God that's not our God and not the true God. So they didn't bow. They ultimately, ultimately were thrown into the fiery furnace. And through that, God protected them. He didn't, um, the Bible says once they came out of the fiery furnace that they didn't even smell like smoke or they didn't, their clothes weren't singed or anything. It, it, it looks like they didn't even go into the fire. Uh, and then the story of Daniel and the lion's den. Um, um, King Darius uh, was the king and ruler of the time of Daniel. And they put out a decree that no one is allowed to pray to the God of heaven. They had to pray to the king here on earth. Uh, so Daniel continued to do what he knew it to do and to pray to the God, the uh, Lord God Jehovah. He prayed to him every single day. And the Bible says that Daniel had his doors wide open. He didn't do it as a way of rebellion. But he did it as a way of, I know I need to pray to my God every day. You need to make time with him, spend time with him. So ultimately, he is thrown into the lion's den. and um, But God protected him. And um, so just two instances out of 66 books in the entire Bible of people who stood up even when it wasn't popular. So my bit of advice right now is, for those, especially in school, whether you're in 
don't know if you're listening in your elementary school, middle school, high school, definitely college. Stand up for what's right, even when the crowd around you is not following you. Um, the Bible tells us that um, they hated Jesus before they hated us. So you may, you will have uh, some opposition and some people stand against you, make fun of you for being a follower of Christ. But it's worth it. And uh, it really, we'll talk about this maybe later on, but um, thoughts and opinions of people on earth mean nothing in eternity. But what we do, what we do for Christ, and if we take the stand for Christ here on earth, that will matter for eternity. And um, just being a light in a dark world. The Bible tells us we need to let our light shine before men that they can see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. So take a stand. And it, like I said, may not be popular, but it's definitely worth it. So uh, I'll pass it off to Ryan. Yeah, I can't not think of Acts chapter 7 and the life of Stephen. And there was a lot of people that did not like Stephen because Stephen had a message from God and he was going out sharing the gospel. And uh, these people gathered around him and it was uh, one against many. And Stephen was stoned to death because, and let, let me just uh, clear this up real quick. If there's any non-Christians or people not familiar with how things worked in the old times. No, this is not opioids. This is not weed. This is not any form of drugs. This is literal stones being thrown at someone to kill them or torture them. In this case, kill them. And uh, Stephen was, uh, well, he kept sharing the gospel and he didn't care what anyone else had to think about it because he knew he had a mission and that if he had cowered that he was not honoring the Lord. And he was stoned to death. And his last words in Acts chapter 7 were literally, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And he said, receive my spirit. And then he fell asleep, as the Bible puts it. And that was his last words. Uh, basically asking the Lord to forgive everyone who knew not know, didn't know what they did. Because, you know, in the Bible it says that those who do not know Christ or have not received the Holy Spirit will not understand the spiritual warfare going on. Because our war is not within flesh and blood. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That just gives me chills. Probably my favorite story out of the whole book of Acts, just seeing a man willing to put it all out on the line for the sake of the gospel and just to plant a seed and let God be glorified. So let us all live a life like Stephen. And that doesn't mean we're all guaranteed to be stoned to death or murdered, but you know, that is the faith Jesus does call us to. So let's just keep that in mind. Absolutely. And uh, be a Stephen and uh, proclaim the gospel, even when it's not uh, popular to do. So the next one I have here is a hot button topic. And uh, I'm not afraid to say this. And it's know your identity um, and know that your identity comes from the Lord. And uh, this is a major issue in our current culture it's crazy uh i i don't remember if i said it in last week's podcast episode or what but it's just crazy that i'm going on 10 years of being out of high school and some of the 
challenges and problems I've faced when I was in high school are nothing compared to what kids are facing today. Um, they're facing identity crisis. They're facing um, suicidal thoughts. They're facing this, that, and the other. It's it's crazy to see the decline in our culture just with that. But um, as far as our identity, it comes from Christ. And um, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it tells us, So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And um, I'm not ashamed to say this. And God made a man and a woman. Uh, man and a woman for one life. That's the design of marriage, and that's um, it's always been that way, and it will always remain that way. So not only do we need to know that our identity is either God made us a male or a female, he did not make any mistakes. But also know our identity is in Christ. Um, knowing that um, it's not in a social class. It's not in a, a popularity. It's not in a job status. Our identity is what God has made us to be. And if we are saved and we're a child of God, uh, he has made us to be like him. And I was going to share this later on, but... Um, we need to make sure our life reflects Christ and our identity as a Christian needs to be one that represents him. And whenever we go about our day, whether it's to work, school, uh, Kroger, grocery store, wherever you may be, you need to reflect Jesus Christ and let your identity in Christ show to those around you. Uh, the Bible tells us in 1 John 2, 6, uh, he, that ha um, he, he that saith he abideth in him, himself also to walk even as he walked which means uh, if we say we're of Christ and we, we are a Christian we need to live like Christ because we bear his name every single day and uh, what a shame it is to go to work and say oh I'm a Christian I'm living I'm a Christian I go to church all this but you're not reflecting the life that Jesus Christ says in his word that we should live um, have a life that's pleasing to him Christ. And then also 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 21 says, For even hereunto we are were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. So follow in the ways of Jesus. I'm not saying be perfect, because there's no way we could be perfect like Jesus. But try to live a life that's pleasing to him. Uh, Again, that verse that I mentioned before, let your light shine. In this world of darkness, you need to let your light shine now more than ever. So the two takeaways from this ad advice about identity. First, know that God made you with a purpose, and he made you either a man or a woman. No in-between, no mistake. He made you with a purpose. And ultimately, his purpose, as we saw in part two, is knowing that he made us to be like him and to be a light to those in the darkness so that they could come to the light and be as Christ as well. So know your identity and know first and foremost, it is in God and your identity as a Christian is Christ. So Ryan. Yeah. And with that, I'm kind of going to rehash what I said earlier in this episode. If you're in that situation where you're, you know, Christian, but not showing Christian, Again, there, there is room for healing and mending and being, well, literally, quite literally fixed by the Holy Spirit. It, it isn't the end of the road, and that's the one thing that really needs to be remembered. Um, 
But yes, uh, as Donnie quoted, there is Matthew 5.16, Let your light shine before all men that may, they may see the good works of God. Um, but I, the verse that comes to my mind is Luke 14, where uh, Jesus is talking about the cost of discipleship. And at the end, he gives this little imagery. He said, uh, a Christian who doesn't you know, share the good works of the Lord and you know, doesn't share the gospel, doesn't really, you know, live a Jesus lifestyle. He compares it to tasteless salt, which is worthless in his own words. So um, he, he literally says that worthless salt gets thrown out. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I really do not want to be thrown out by the hands of God. So it's probably best that we all just take a nice little John Chris check your heart moment here. And we all just see where we're at and see where we need to be going. Do we need to start heading to church and looking for some healing? Uh, I'd say a good chunk of us are going to have to say yes. Because I know a lot of Christians that, you know, struggle with their mouth, especially at work. Or they just struggle with a lot of stuff. And it's it's a tough battle. And there's, I know I've said this a few times in a few recent episodes, but... There's some things that I swore when I became a Christian, I'm, I'm never going to do these things. And, well, seven years later, you find yourself doing those things, and it's like, well, uh going to have to learn how to fix this. So, yes, it, it all boils down to God's grace, but I would just say, yeah, just take a self-examination, see where you're at, and see where the Lord wants you, and see what you need to do to fix that. I think that's the... The best way I could summarize it. Absolutely, and we need to um, search our hearts every day. And David puts it perfectly in the Book of Psalms: "Search me, O God; know my heart; try me; know my thoughts; see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting." And um, living a life that represents Christ and uh, uh, one that reflects Him the best. And yes, we'll slip and fall in life. And thankful that we have the Lord as our um, saving and redeeming grace um, when we accept him as our Savior. But um, again, try to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. And we'll slip and fall, but just get back up again. So that's a good one. Uh, next is being committed. And this is a hot, another hot topic one for our culture here. Um, sadly, our culture lacks commitment. And all of us are guilty of it at one point or another. All of us are guilty of not being committed. We say we're going to do something, but we forget to do it or we choose not to do it. But um, one of the best signs of being a Christian is being committed to what you say you're going to do. And um, whether it's your work, whether it's task at church, school, whatever it may be, you fill in the blank of whatever it is, be committed to it. Follow the way through. Um, for instance, if you're at work and you have a project you need to do, follow the, follow all the way through. Don't have, but do it. Uh, do it to the best of your ability. And again, whatsoever you do, do it hardly as unto Lord, not unto men. Um, Numbers chapter 30, verse 2 says, If a man vow a vow unto the Lord, or swear an oath to the blind, to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to 
all that proceedeth out of his mouth. So keeping your word, and um, man, that's something we've been lacking over the past few generations is committed people. So if you're if you're gonna if you say you're gonna do something, follow through. Um, not only is it pleasing to the Lord, but it um, it uh, it shows that you are a dedicated person and a trustworthy person. And that's a whole other thing too. Is we need more trustworthy people in our our culture nowadays. And uh, if you look at our government, if you look at our leaders, they're not committed people. They say they they're going to do something, but they don't follow through. Be that different. Be like Jesus. Be committed to what you say and do. And then First John two five says. Uh, but whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfect, perfected. Um, hereby know we that we are in him. So again, um, keep your word. Um, it reflects Jesus Christ. And um, to tie this into with that thought of work, um, don't rely on handouts. Work for what you want and show that um show that initiative that you have. Uh, there's initiative in all of us. We just got to pull it out and we got to put it to work. And the Bible tells us in first Thessalonians uh, 3.10 that if we don't work, we should not eat. And um, so uh, the Bible also talks about being a sluggard, not doing work. I'm going to say it. get off your lazy butt and work. Um, that's what our culture needs is people who are willing to work. And the reason why businesses are struggling, the reason why our culture is failing is because no one wants to do work. From the very beginning of time, God designed work for man. And you might be thinking, well, that came as a part of the fall. No, not really. Um, uh, Adam had to do work even before sin. But because of sin, work got harder. He sweat. And it was a lot harder of work. But beforehand, he he tilled the ground. He, he did everything. Uh, it wasn't as labor-intensive as it is today, but he had to work. So if you want to eat, work. If you want to live, work. Um, plain and simple like that. So be committed and be committed to your work and uh, keep your word. And um, that's just another way that people can see Jesus through you is if you are committed to not only God but to man. Oh, man, this one is hard. Oh, man, I, I'll be honest. We, other than sin itself, this is probably my next biggest struggle in my life is saying you'll do things and following through with it. Now, this could be due in part, you could have good intentions and just be distracted like crazy like I am, and that could be a huge concern and a problem for you. Uh, I think it, it really boils down to priorities, too. And it, it, maybe it just comes with time. But for me, you know, it's been a few weeks of, oh, I'm going to stop doing this sin. And then it comes back and you're like, oh, I did it again. I'm going to stop. But then it comes back. At some point, you're just going to have to put your foot down and say, all right, look, devil, I've had enough of this. I am tired of feeling, for one thing, feeling sorrow and guilt for actually doing the wrong thing from you know jesus from the conviction of the holy spirit but also just putting your foot down telling that devil like look i've let you win too many times and you're not winning this time uh and whatever that looks like in your life for me it's i mean it starts with motivation uh you know if i'm not motivated to tackle sin or practice spiritual discipline or get my priorities in order, whether it be spiritually or even just 
something as simple as going to work or getting things done at the apartment or, um, you know, pumping out the content I promised I'd be working on instead of playing video games, you know, just things like that. I, I think it really starts with uh, putting your foot down and getting that motivation. So, um, yeah, that that's a really, really, really hard one. But I guarantee you, uh, I think – uh, getting into a rhythm and a routine is very important, uh, both spiritually and just philosophically. You know, dealing with your life in the real world. Uh, when you're when you're not in a routine, it's really hard to get in the habit of doing things the right way. And I I think that's the one reason I've been able to slowly but surely get my life back on the right track after this, uh, I'd say, six month backslide is just because of getting in a routine and having people uh, at least hold me accountable in areas where I need to be, uh, you know, doing better. And, and I know I just mentioned accountability. It's all go, it's all full circle with all of these topics. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's definitely it. Just get yourself a routine, put your foot down, do you really want it or do you just want to talk about it? Do you really want to be a servant for Jesus or do you just like the idea of being a child of God and living off of grace? So, yeah, I would I would say that's definitely it. Yep, absolutely. And uh, prioritize. And the way you get things done is by prioritizing and making lists, not you may not make a physical list, but make a mental note. Like, hey, this is what I need to do on this day, this day, this day. And then follow through. And it just shows people that you care and that you show um, that uh, you're a Christian. Again, this all circles back to the believer. And uh, knowing Christ is the first step, but being like Christ is the second. And following his example in our life. And Jesus was committed from day one. Um, he was committed to his father's work when he was 12 years old. He went to the temple and he taught his, um, he taught the people in the synagogue. And when Mary and Joseph came looking for him in the temple, he says, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm supposed to be about my father's business. And, uh, but he was obedient to his parents and he is committed to his parents. And as he went on through his ministry, he was committed with his works and things that he did. And then um, ultimately he was committed to the cross. And that, man, I, I can't imagine the thoughts that went through Jesus' head. And even in the garden, he is like, Father, if it be your will, let this cat pass from me. I really don't want to do this, but if it's your will, let it be done. And he ultimately went to the cross. And if it wasn't for his commitment to the cross, we all would be on our way to hell. But thanks be to God, he was committed to the cross to where we could have eternal life through him and the work he did on the cross. So be committed. And uh, it'll pay off in the end. <laughs> Trust us. It's from life experience from both of us. And I'm guilty as all guilty can be. Be committed. And the next one here that I have on my list. Um, this is another thing that's lacking in our culture today. And um, I want to say this as a disclaimer before to get, getting into this one. We all have sin. And the Bible says we fall short of the glory of God. But praise God, like I said, in this last bit of advice. Um, Jesus Christ went to the cross and forgave us of our sin and cleanse us of our sin that we can have forgiveness through him and we need to live a life that's pleasing to him. Uh, but um, with that, 
as a Christian and anybody, quite honestly, we need to set boundaries in our life. And it, it protects us in the long run. And this next bit of advice, um, seeing this in just the culture I grew up in and even more nowadays is keep yourself pure before and after marriage. And you might be thinking after marriage, but honestly, purity goes in many multiple ways. Uh, the first, obviously, is sexual purity. Uh, before marriage, uh, the Bible talks about uh, abstaining from fornication and abstaining from a life that's not pleasing to the Lord. Um, the Bible says in First uh, um, Corinthians, yeah, First Corinthians chapter six verse fifteen says, "Flee from fornication." That goes on in depth and something. Read it. Read, read that verse and um, see what God has to say about fleeing from fornication and sexual sin before marriage. And then in Psalm chapter um, one hundred and one verse three says, "I will set no wicked thing before mine eye." I hate the work of them that uh, turn aside. It shall not cleave unto me. And um, not only sexual purity, but um, keeping your eyes your eyes clean and guarding the gates of your heart. And the gates to our heart are through our eyes and our ears. Be careful what you put in your eyes and in your ears. And um, that's what I mean by remaining pure after marriage. And um, before and after marriage, we need to be pure in our heart. So what you're taking in, what you're looking at on your phone, on your computer, whatever device you may be on, is it pleasing to the Lord? And um, the music, the sounds and things you put in your, your mind through your ears, is it pleasing to the Lord? And if you need to set up blockers on your computer, if you need accountability partners, whatever it may be, uh, guard your heart, guard your heart. And, uh, the Bible tells us the heart is deceitful above all things and is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Um, the heart desires things that um, majority of the time God does not like. So again, as a Christian, we need to guard our heart and be like Christ. And um, what goes in will come out. So so be prepared for that. So keep yourself pure and um, set up boundaries. Um, set up limits. And you might think, well... Uh, I'm a strong Christian. I can't, I can, um, I won't fall into that. We're human. <laughs> we slip and fall. Uh, but, um, first John one nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm thankful for the grace of God. I'm, I needed his grace every single day of my life, but we should not take grace for granted. And, uh, God's grace came at a cost and was his shed blood on the cross um, and that forgiveness of sin that we talked about. So don't take grace for granted. Live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. And yes, we may slip up and fall, get back up again, move on, but definitely set up boundaries for the gates of your heart and for yourself um, physically and spiritually. Yeah. And the one thing I would, I would add to that, especially someone who's struggling in many of those areas is it, if you found yourself at a point where you either committed any of those things either before you were a Christian or even after you were a Christian for however long, I, it, don't become complacent. But I want to tell you that it is okay. And as Donnie mentioned, we are all human. We all slip up. 
And in that same chapter in First John, it says, he who claims he has no sin deceives himself. And the, God, first and foremost, God knows every struggle. He knows every thought. He knows every even pain and worry we go through. So let me be clear by saying that God still does love you. And it, it gets easy to get caught into this complacency, as I just mentioned, where you're like, all right, well, God, you still love me, but I keep messing up, but you're still going to keep loving me, so everything's going to be okay, right? And what I want to tell you is, uh, I mean, yeah, he does love you enough, and the Bible does say that you will be okay. But I'll also tell you this, you're going to feel a lot of grief, you're going to feel a lot of sorrow. You're going to feel a lot of maybe even resentment, not only of yourself, but you're just going to get upset because you keep doing the wrong thing, but just you, know, you, you told yourself it's okay. And without any accountability or actions to change or make changes, it's going to eat you away, and which is something that well, quite honestly, destroyed me the last several months. So what I would offer is what you need to do. Uh, I believe it's Matthew 16. Someone please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm doing this out of memory. It says that if you are finding yourself in any kind of sexual sin, you either cut your eye off or cut your arm off and get rid of it for it's better to lose an eye or a limb than it is to lose the kingdom of God. And that is something I struggled with for years because I was like, okay, so does this mean I literally cut my hand off and took me years to finally figure this out? But no, it does not mean that. It's, it is imagery. What, what it means is find the root of the problem, whatever's leading you to, uh, the temptation or sin, whatever it may be, and try and figure out ways that you can alleviate that from happening. So, for example, if you are, uh, you know, tempted into uh, porn, you know, you probably want to leave your phone outside of somewhere where you would be alone which I know that is very easier said than done. Trust me, I dealt with that for years. Or even with sexual temptation, there, uh, you know, you can superman it and think that, oh, it's not going to be me. And trust me, it'll end up being you. And uh, I want to remind you again, it's okay if that happened. You know, it, it's not the best thing. It, it definitely wasn't honoring to the Lord, but he does forgive it. But what I would say is, uh, and there's different forms of legalism too, so I guess you have to take a, one of those approaches where it's, you know, it's you and your walk with the Lord. But for most people, if you do end up staying in the same place, you should have other people there. Um. Yeah whether that be a guardian or a friend or whoever it may be, just other people there. That's something that would definitely help. Uh, no, it wouldn't help. It would fix the issue. The biggest key is to just avoid being alone. 
Um, the other thing I would say is if it is becoming too big of an issue and, you know, the other person is not willing to fix the issue, maybe some time apart is necessary. Uh, I'm, I would not wish that upon anyone because I understand situations like that where, you know, it, it could be a godsend relationship. In all honesty, and two people just slip up. At that, honestly, Donnie, that could be a whole can of worms for another episode in itself. Um, but all that to say this, uh, you are loved. Just boundaries, as Donnie said. Look at the issue. Try and fix the issue. And... If you can't figure it out on your own, it's okay to get help. And if the first person doesn't help you, ask another person. You'll eventually find the right people to get you help. Yeah, and that all goes back to, again, setting up boundaries. Have a game plan. And uh, I've been there to where back when Kinsey and I were dating, we set up boundaries from day one saying, hey, we're not going to be alone. We're not going to go anywhere um, out of sight of anybody. We're going to be in public's eye, not saying that, hey, we're going to be out in front of everybody, but it's just like, have accountability. And if you need accountability, find someone that you know you can trust. Um, Yes, thankfully, the Lord's a forgiving God and a gracious God, but we should not take it for granted and not abuse that grace. Uh, Like I said, it came with a cost, and we need to glorify God in all we say and do. And... um, uh, love Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love God in every aspect. And the way you can love God is to honor him in both your body, soul, mind, and spirit. And um, just remember that. And that brings me to my next bit of advice. And we got um, one or two more. Um, but um, something as simple as knowing you are loved. Ryan alluded to it. And I just want to emphasize it. Know that you're loved by a God who, again, he went to the cross for you. He loved you so much, he died for you. And if you look at Luke chapter 12, um, you just know the value that God has for you, the love he has for you. It's a, it talks about consider the sparrows, that he, he loves you more than the sparrows. He loves you more than all the other creations. Think about it. Um, the crown jewel of God's seven-day creation was man. He loved man so much. He loved man so much. I, I know we said this multiple times during this segment. He loved man so much he was willing to die for man. So remember that. And when you think no one loves you, when you think you're alone, you think you are not valued, you have value and you have love and a loving God. And even here at Ride Your Life Ministries, we love you. And we know that you are you're valuable in the sight of God and God has a plan and purpose for you. You might think, well, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I slipped up too much. I don't think I'm worth it. You are worth it. If you weren't worth it, God would have never went to the cross. God would have never sent Jesus to earth if he didn't love you. And most importantly, he loved you, and he wants to have a relationship with you. Um, so, uh, like I said, Luke chapter 2 shows you the value of you and uh, God's love for you above everything else in life. And then Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. And you can take that to the bank. That God loves you so, so much. So, um, love your neighbor, because we all need that love. 
And uh, most importantly, the love that never fails is the love of God. All right. Then um, the last bit of advice I'll give here is uh, respect, honor, and cherish life. I know we just mentioned the um, the piece about um, loving life and loving those around you and that God loves you. But honor and respect life and that um, every soul is a soul that Jesus came to save. And um, James 4, 14 tells us, um, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even as a vapor that appeareth for a little time, then vanisheth away. Um, all life is valuable and precious, and there's no guarantee of tomorrow. So make the most of today and um, live that life. And again, this is a recurring theme for this whole segment today is uh, live a life that's pleasing to God because you don't know what's tomorrow. Uh, you don't know what tomorrow holds. And um, with your life, make sure you're getting closer to God here on earth. Um, and um, some of the ways you get close to God here on earth is studying his word. The Bible tells us, thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee. Um, we see it again through uh, drawing close to God, knowing what his word says about things. Everything we talked about tonight goes back to scripture. Um, knowing God through his word, knowing God through praying, um, pray every day, pray without ceasing, as the Bible says, um, then getting plugged into church. And that's a whole nother, whole nother thing that, um, for the sake of time, I won't go into full de depth, detail and thought on, but get plugged into a church, a local church. And if you need help finding one, uh, reach out to the right of your life and I'll be glad to help, uh, get you plugged in and find one near you. Uh, it just takes a simple Google search and uh, looking into what they believe and uh, what they stand on regarding, regarding God's word. Uh, but getting plugged into a church because Hebrews 10, 25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is and so much more as you see the day approaching. Uh, as we get closer to Christ's return and our life coming to an end, uh, if Jesus doesn't come back, we need to get plugged in. We need to get plugged into God's word, get pl plugged into prayer by talking to him, and then get plugged in with fellow believers to grow um, closer to him as we see his return getting much closer. So, um, yeah. But uh, this past week, uh, for our question of the week, we did look at uh, the thought or the question of what is your advice for this current generation. And I'm going to go ahead and read these off uh, that we got from you all. And um, that's just how we're going to close out this main segment this week. And we're just going to see what others have to say and what some advice they want to give to you. So here we go. The first piece of advice is actually a quote from Billy Graham. The key is to learn to trust God, no matter what our fears are. And we can trust him because he loves us. And he is greater than anything we'll ever face. Uh, someone said, um, hell is real. Be prepared to know Christ today before it's eternally too late. Know that God can change your life if you let him. Know that God never leaves us ever, no matter what we may do. Also, love your neighbor. Know that Jesus loves you. Trust in Jesus. 
don't worry too much about God's will for your life. If you are seeking to obey God, you aren't going to mess God's plan for your life by choosing a college, job, relationship, etc. There's freedom in your decision to make it if you're seeking God with all your heart. God will lead you in the right direction. Don't be like everyone else in the world. Don't constantly obsess over the latest trends and be someone that you are not just because everyone else is doing it. If you love something so much and are passionate about it, uh, but is completely different from the world and its views, show it off and stand proud. Be who God created you to be. Do not let people walk all over you and bully you. Do not handle these things alone. Whether it is a small thing or a big thing, you need to be heard from a trusted adult or friend in your life because every situation matters. The only opinions that matter um, truly are what God thinks about me and what people that know and love me think about me. Scared, weak, and small faith is still faith. If God's telling you to do something, do it scared and he will bless you. It's not looking for perfection. He wants your heart and obedience. Our problems now do not have to be the problems you have as you grow. Grieving over a sense of self that you thought you uh, would be is just acceptable as grieving over someone else who's past doing better than the second um, prior to still doing better. Firstly, take time to understand what a relationship with Jesus actually looks like. Secondly, understand it's okay to fail and start over. You don't have to be perfect, and you definitely don't have to be perfect the first time. Try again, fail again, fail better. Jesus is the answer to all our doubts, concerns, and fears. Trust him. And then lastly here, there's no point in gaining the whole world if it means losing your soul. And these are some advice from a lot of you all, but also some, also some folks in my life um, who mean a lot to me. And it's uh, just neat to see everyone come together and to um, show their heart and love for this generation. And here at Right of Your Life Ministries, we love you. And we want to see you grow in Christ and draw closer to Him. And if there's anything we can do for you, feel free to reach out to us. And uh, we've provided um, many resources for you to reach out to us. We have a phone number that you can text us or call us. Uh, the number is 513-285-8319. And again, that's 513-285-8319. You can message us on social media, at Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. Uh, you can send us an email at rightofyourlifeministries at gmail.com. You can visit us on our website, rightofyourlifeministries.com, and send us a message there. However you want to reach us, we want to hear from you and help you if you need help. And that's the whole purpose behind this ministry and just the focus of first bringing you to Jesus for salvation, then bring you to Jesus for help, guidance, and direction in this life. My life verse is... And the verse I like to share with you all is 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lead not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. God will direct your paths if you let him. So let him take full control of your life today. I hope this week's main segment was a blessing and encouragement to you. And like I just stated, if you need anything, if you need help, if you need guidance, if you need just someone to talk to, reach out to us. We're here to help you. And we want to see you grow um, closer to the Lord and grow as a person. Uh, Yeah. So if you need someone to talk to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We want to be a blessing and help to you. So um, we'll stick these uh, pieces of advice on our website at some point. Um, And we just want you to look over this. And if there comes a point in time where you just need to be reminded that God loves you and that it's okay to fail and to make mistakes, just get back up and keep going. And um, all this is good advice. And I'm going to keep these in my back pocket as well. To remember when I'm in a situation where I just feel like I need some words of wisdom. So, um, but yeah, that's our main segment this week. And um, as we wrap up this week's episode, I know it's um, not our typical episode um, flow. It's just we wanted the main focus today to be uh, looking at God's word and seeking his face um, with his word. So, um, that has been our focus and that will remain our focus. And, um, but as always, we do have some announcements um, to share with you all, including a very special announcement that um, we're, we are very excited to share with you. It's just showing you the hand of the Lord um, working in this ministry, just doing what only God can do. And I'll save that for last. But um, as far as other announcements, um, next week on the podcast, episode eight, we have Zach Galeros of um, Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. Next week is their opening week. So if you're in Florida, whether it's in Tampa or Orlando, um, Sir Henry's is smack dab in the middle of both of those. So um, if you're looking for something cool to do this Halloween season, I recommend checking out Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. You'll learn more about it next week, but opening weekend is next week. So check that out. And also, um, Zach's um, latest book for Sir Henry's Haunted Trail just came out. And it's their third volume of their um, series of books, just introducing their characters and introducing the stories behind Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. Check that out. It's available on Amazon and their website, which I believe is SirHenry'sTrail.com. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes below. And we'll definitely plug that again next week. Uh, But you do not want to miss next week's episode of the Rive Your Life podcast with Zach Glaros of Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. I know it will be a blessing and encouragement to you. And again, I've said this before. How in the world (laughs) does Faith meet Halloween? Uh, It's neat to see how Zach did it. And I'm not going to steal his thunder. I just want you to listen to it next week. Just trust us. You will enjoy it. And um, we wouldn't have anybody on here that would be questionable like that. Uh, We trust Zach and what he's doing in his ministry of Sir Henry's Haunted Trail. So definitely check it out next week. It will be a blessing to you. 
and um, just something that you can do if you're in Florida this Halloween season. So uh, definitely check that out and tune in next week. Uh, as I um, alluded to before, we are wrapping up our season in November on November 27th. We have a very special guest that you do not want to miss. Probably one of the biggest um, guests we've had this season to date uh, and on this show to date. So you do not want to miss it. Invite your friends to check it out. And we'll announce that at the beginning of November. And we are recording this episode tomorrow evening. And I'm so excited for it. And uh, I, I know it's going to be a good one. And uh, yeah, so definitely set your reminders, subscribe, hit that like button, give us a review, give us a good five-star rating on your uh, preferred platform for podcasts. That would help us a lot, help us out a lot. So thank you in advance. But uh, uh, we do have some guests coming up on the podcast. Um, We'll announce more about those in the days ahead. And if there's any Christian content creator, uh, that you would like to recommend to us to reach out to and um, just get on the show to talk with them about faith, um, whatever it is they are uh, specializing. We want to talk to them. And it could be a Christian music artist. We'll try to get one of those. Um, but we actually have some really cool ones lined up that you don't want to miss. But um, whether they're a Christian music artist and attractions, um creator like Zach from Sir Henry's on the trail, uh, whether they're author like Justin, whatever it may be, um, reach out to us. We'll make that the question of the week. We really don't have a question of the week this week, just with the format of this episode, but we're going to open it up to you. Who would you like to see on the podcast or here on the podcast? Rather um, we have possibly two spots left. Um, this season for some interviews, but we definitely are looking towards season three. So if you have anybody you'd like to recommend, let us know, send us a message uh, on social media, on our website, whatever. And uh, we'll try to reach out to some folks for next season. But uh, there's that. And the merch shop, right of your life shop.com. We're getting some new designs um, in time for Christmas and um, the upcoming holidays. So, Sweetest Day, we'll have some things out for that, but definitely for Christmas and for like Black Friday and all that, we'll have some new merch designs and maybe bring some old designs back in and introduce some from um, the Islanders back in the day and all that good stuff. So stay tuned to the um, rightoveryourlifeshop.com for that and grab the merch that's on there now. So uh, definitely check into that, but I'm going to keep drawing this out, <laughs> but um Like I mentioned and keep stressing, we do have a very exciting announcement of what God is doing with Writing for Life Ministries, and um, this is just the icing on the cake and just a really neat avenue and door of opportunity that God has allowed us to do. And I'm going to go ahead and play a commercial for this very special announcement. Let's roll. Hey everyone, Donnie here, the host of the brand new show, Coming to Fruitful Radio, entitled The Ride of Your Life Show, or as we like to call it, The Royal Show. 
Our mission for this show is to provide you with positive and encouraging content that fuels your spirit and helps you through the hustle and bustle of the week while spreading the love and hope that can only be found in Jesus Christ. It's more than just a radio show. It's a journey towards a life filled with purpose and faith. Join me and my co-host Ryan as we dive into some insightful interviews, engaging topical discussions, and enlightening biblical truths. We're here to help you navigate life's twists and turns with the unshakable truth that is found in God's Word. Through laughter, tears, victories, and challenges, we're here for you, sharing stories of triumph, faith, and hope. We believe that every word we share can make a difference in your life, bringing you closer to the Lord. And remember, no matter where you are in life, you're welcome here. Let's grow together, learn together, and experience the love of Christ that transforms lives. So mark your calendars, set your reminders, and join us every Tuesday and Thursday evening for the Right of Your Life show here on Fruitful Radio. Let's make Christ known and embark on this incredible journey of faith together. Don't miss it. Tune in and let's experience the right of your life. We are very excited for um, this new partnership with um, Fruitful Media and um, Fruitful Radio. Um, it's, a, it's a ministry of an up-and-coming uh, radio program and channel that is available on app uh, platforms. I know it's definitely on Androids, and I believe they're working on Apple products right now in the app store there. But it's just neat to see how God brought this together, and it just um, came out of the blue, honestly, and just God brought them to us. And this is just another platform for us to use to reach people with Jesus Christ, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, our good friend Kate Stanford, who was on the episode um, last week, um, and she has her own show on um, Fruitful Radio on Friday evenings from 7 to 10. Um, and she just talks. Uh, it's a little talk show there in between songs and just um, shares what God's laying on her heart and just talks about music and things like that. Definitely check that out right now. And uh, she has an awesome job. And uh, our plan and our mission for the Royal Show, as we're going to call it, the official name is the Royal Show, uh, Right of Your Life Show, as it's called. But uh, the plan for the Royal Show is to provide some of the content that we have here on the podcast. Um, such as interviews and some segments that we think would be a blessing and help to um, folks that um, are listening on this platform, including today's episode. This will be one of the episodes that will premiere and um, be published on um, Fruitful Radio. This will be on there, our advice for this generation. And we'll have interviews such as Justin Risley. He'll be one of our first interviews on there. Uh, we'll have Kate, uh, the interview we did with Kate Stanford. Uh, Mike Basco, um, Zach, um, we're going to have that interview on there. And our end of the season guests will be on there. And a few others that we'll have on the season will be on there as well. And we might have some special guests exclusively 
for um, fruitful radio. So stay tuned to that. But our mission and goal for this show is to uplift the name of Jesus Christ and take the gospel um, to this generation in a new platform. And we're so excited for what God is doing. And we are so excited to be partnering with them and working with them to um, bring this new um, Christian radio platform to fruition and grow that to um, spreading it across the world and taking the good news of Jesus Christ through music and through word um, to all who will listen to it. So we are very excited about this partnership. We'll be announcing more details about the show and some other content in the days ahead. So stay tuned for that. But this is the official announcement that Ride Real Life Ministries is joining with Fruitful Radio to produce the Royal Show. And uh, what I can share with you right now is our first episode will be launching in about a week or two. So uh, early October is our goal and time frame. Our show will be airing on Tuesdays and Thursday evenings. So Tuesday evening and Thursday evening, our show will be on there. And we'll have commercials throughout the week promoting the podcast and the show and just the ministry in general. So uh, definitely be on the lookout for that. And we'll announce specific details as that comes to fruition in the days ahead. But we have a few other projects we're working with them on um, that I believe will be an encouragement, blessing, and help to you. And right now, the structure of the episode is basically our main segment, Extended. So we'll be extending that thought and applying it to our everyday lives. So whatever's being talked about, we'll go into more detail about that. But we are super excited about this. And we're just thankful um, to the Lord for this opportunity to take this ministry worldwide. And it, it is so neat. It is so awesome. And we don't deserve it. It's humbling and it's very exciting to see what God's going to do. And we are thankful for all of you who are joining us in this ride of our lives as we seek the Lord in this new ministry outlet. So the best is yet to come, y'all. And uh, we got a few other cool things coming up too. Um, but this is the highlight of it all right now. It's um, extending our ministry to a whole new media platform of radio. So it's awesome. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. So on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap up this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening to us here on the Rive Your Life podcast. And again, join us next week for another great episode. And uh, for our special guest, Zach Glaros with Sir Henry Sonson Trail. God bless you all. Hope you have a great week. And we will see you next Monday. Peace. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Ride of Your Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a review or ranking on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback helps us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ, as well as brings up more discussion on all things coasters and parks. Stay connected with the Royal Fam through our website, riveyourlifeministries.com, as well on social media at Ride of Your Life Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. Also, be sure to check out our merch store, rideofyourlifeshop.com, 
for some awesome royal merch. We hope you all have a great week, and we look forward to the next episode next Monday. God bless. We hope to see you all in the parks. Peace!